So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. This land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. When I was a little girl, I had a bunch of those books on tape, you know, the kind where you had the cassettes and you'd put it in and have the little picture books that went along, and there would be a chime or some kind of tone to tell you when to turn the page. One of those books was a book of American songs, anthems, and, you know, things like America the Beautiful and the anthems for all of the military branches, things like that. But I always loved this song, This Land is Your Land. I don't know, maybe it was the picture. I was like four. But there is something about it, you know, You see Johnny Appleseed pictured in children's books, you know, roaming this beautiful country and making the most of it and trying to do good along the way. We hear about the American dream. We hear about how our forefathers built this for us so that anyone can come to this great, great nation and make the most of it, right? I once had a friend ask me, wouldn't you have loved to live in the 50s? And I always think about that. My response to her was like, well, if I was white... (laughs) And that's because the 50s would have been a different experience for her if she weren't white. Not something that she'd ever thought about, probably, right? Because her perspective has always been her perspective. There was no need to think about what it would be like in 50s America. Well, here we are, guys. It's 2021. And we think about equality and this land. Who is the you? Who is the me? So I think along the way, we've gotten a pretty good idea of what equality is, right? Everyone deserves the same treatment. Everyone gets the same. I think we're still working on it a little bit, but the piece that we need to think about the most, I think right now, is equity, equitable treatment. Not that everybody gets the same. Yes, that should be the the baseline, right? That's the baseline. But what we see played out right in front of us is that we are lacking in the principles of equity. And demanding equity should not be appalling. Accepting the results of a democratic election might sting if the outcome isn't what one hoped for, but it is American, right? I've been watching the various clips that have been shown inside of the Capitol building as mobsters went in and ransacked. And the thing is, I'm watching and listening, and the people that did that really believed they were doing the right thing and that their leaders would want them to do that. And I heard things like, we're taking back our country. This is our country. This is 1776. And I'm thinking to myself, who are you taking it back from? 
This is our land. It's yours and mine. When we're talking about being a patriot and we're talking about being an American and honoring your constitution, then you can't just honor the parts that you want. Pick out the amendments you like. You honor it in its totality. And trust me, I'm here to, I'm sitting here telling you, I, I think we have some work to do. There could be probably a bit more amending. <laughs> I think there's things that have come out in the last years that show us where those imperfections are. Of course, it's not a perfect system. That's why it's called the great experiment, right? But come on, we have to be real with ourselves. You know, I've been hearing discussions about racism not being inherent in America, and in fact, dealing with an executive order that takes away the ability to educate on these imperfections, on these systemic, on these issues of racism, sexism, all these things that are built into our institutions, our systems, and they're just being denied. If racism has not permeated our American institutions and systems, why is there still a question of who is American or what it means to be an American? In fact, what it means to be patriotic or to be a patriot. What does America stand for? Can we really accept the double standards that are placed before us? And all of the excuses that are given as part of rationalizing this or as justification? Can we really? I'm recording this message to you while in observance of Dr. Martin Luther King Day. His birthday was January 15th. Today, I'm recording this on Monday the 18th, a day that many people are off from work, enjoying a break. But I ask how many people are really, actually, in observance. Many of us are contemplating what took place on January 6th. We're trying to wrap our minds around it. I saw a commentator with a guest. The commentator said, you know, this is who we are. This is America. And we have to face this. And, and the guest said, that is not who we are. That's just a faction. And I think that as much as I respect that guest, I disagree. It is who we are. It may not be all of who we are, but you cannot discount a whole group of people. And I tell you, it is scary. It is scary that that is who we are, at least part of us. We have to face it. We have to get to the root of the issues. Why does an entire group of people think that they have to take back their country from their fellow Americans? Why? We need to stop for a moment and reflect on the events that have taken place. How are we to define America and Americans? And whose definition should we be adopting? How do we reconcile the disparities that are experienced in America? How do we justify the varying definitions of justice? I sat agape watching this take place, thinking to myself, as so many other people were, where are the police? How can this be happening when I watched last summer crowds of people being dispersed with tear gas and rubber bullets, and they weren't doing a thing? They were standing peacefully protesting in a square, yet for a photo op, they were pushed away. And here we see a whole mob of people break into our Capitol building, hurt people, injure 
the same group of people that they stand up for, Blue Lives Matter, and there was no support there. I know, I know. Everyone's talking about how they're looking into it. I, trust me, I cannot wait to find out the outcome. But gosh, <laughs> the difference in treatment is stark. That cannot be denied. Listeners, we have to stop and reflect. The tectonic plates of society are shifting and the seismic activity is being experienced in real time. How will historians characterize America and Americans when future generations look back at this period in history? It is clear that this violence was incited. And I think it is clear that it was incited by President Trump and other leaders. This fire was stoked online. I don't think we can doubt this. I know that there's doubt, but we just have to think about this. Look, leading and following is a natural part of life. It's to be expected. But if you are a leader, you need to be mindful. Where are you taking your flock? It could be your church. It could be your organization, your club, your corporation, your family. And if you are a follower, there's no shame in that. Everybody follows just as I hope everyone has an opportunity to lead. But if you're a follower, do you know where you're headed? Have you asked questions? Have you asked why or why not? Have you done your own research, your own fact-checking against multiple credible sources? We will get through this, America. We will. I was a little, little girl when I heard that song. I didn't know then that there was so much division. And as I started my career as a student in elementary school, I learned what was taught to me in social studies. I paid attention during history most of the time, but it's a crazy thing to be living it right now and to really understand how much was left out, how one perspective taught over generations and generations and generations and generations could lead us to where we are now. There's an awful lie out there. And we have some work to do to get this thing turned around, but we will. But we have to be smart. We have to educate ourselves. We have to think critically. And we have to behave honorably. Yes, we are created equal. Now let's make sure that our country is equitable for all. Because this land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me.